And the animals still have to be let out of their buildings in the morning. They don't care it's my birthday. No. <laughs> Episode 24 of the Anchor Me Farm podcast. How do you remember the numbers? Because I see the last number when I make the new folder for the new episode. <laughs> gotcha. I, I, don't, I don't actually remember the numbers. I'm not keeping track of that. Okay. <laughs> but I appreciate your confidence. For a moment, you thought I was... Yeah, I thought you were on top of things. You thought I had it. <laughs> it's all right. It's Sunday again. We're both tired again. We've been working really hard all day again. Yeah. I've actually got vacation this week because... Luckily, nowadays, I'm in a white-collar job, I work remotely, and I have actual benefits. Uh, so I reach a cap where my vacation is maxed out, and I don't accrue anymore above that. So I have to take it occasionally, and they're pretty cool about it. So I take a vacation, and I do not go anywhere, and I do not relax. I pretty much do farm work the whole week. And Although then, it was your birthday yesterday. So that's true. That's true. He turned the big 5-0. He's so old. I'm, I'm 50 years old. <laughs> so. I don't I don't feel more than you know, two days older than 49. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's crazy to think we're so old. He's older, obviously. But, yeah, we're getting up there. So that's, that's why we're pushing to get everything done so we can... Enjoy the, was it the reaps of our reward? reward yeah, over, the fruits of our labor. Fruits of our labor. Whatever it is. You know that saying. You reap what you sow is like a bad thing. No. Well, there's it's meant that to be too. A, it's meant to be a bad thing, but it can be a good thing if you sow good <laughs> things. So yesterday we did something crazy that we have we almost don't do anymore. Yeah. We left the house. We left the house, not for delivering or picking up. Hey, or going to Tractor Supply. It was actually for fun. We went to a cidery called, what was it, Stone Tree? Yeah, Stone Tree Cidery and Winery, I believe. Yep, they do wine as well. You can look them up on the interwebs. It's nice. It's outdoors. Uh, it They have some nice lights set up. We were in there in the daytime, but it's probably very pretty at night. But we don't go out at night. Oh, we were there at like 2 o'clock or 2.30. And... 2.30, we didn't get out because I had to bake all morning. I didn't get out of the kitchen until like 11.30, 12, and then... And the animals still have to be let out of their buildings in the morning. They don't care it's my birthday. No. <laughs> so I did, I did more, I cleaned more houses than normal because she was stuck in the kitchen and we wanted to get everything done. And at one point we were both like, we're both tired. Maybe we'll do this Sunday. We'll do it tomorrow. And she was a little annoyed by that. And they were like, all right, fine, we'll just get it done. Like it's a chore. <laughs> it is because <laughs> to leave the house is a to-do. you got to make sure everyone's good, have enough water, food. And as you drive to the place, you're thinking, maybe I could pick something up on the way there or on the way back or something. Make this useful. <laughs> but there's nothing on the way there or way back. Yeah, really. it's... But it's not that far. It's like 30 minutes from the house. We could totally, if we didn't have so much going on, we could go there occasionally. The, the, we did a, a, a flight, which is a, a brewery, cidery term for, they give you... Samples. Yeah, they give you a little sample of all of their different ciders. And so we did a cider flight and decided which ones we liked. And then when we decided to leave, we, we got a, what's called a growler. Which is a little jug of uh, booze, yeah. in whatever flavor, and you can you can actually like rinse out the growler with hot water, and you can bring it back and have them refill it, and they don't charge you as much because they they charge you for the cost of the glass jug, and then they charge you for the cost of the cider. But if you bring your jug back, it's cheaper. And of course, they're out of blueberry. Yeah, but, but they said they'd have some tomorrow, which is, you know, Sunday. Which we're not going to. It's like you're 30 minutes away, but you're so far away. You're so far. It's crazy. And they do a farm drop there, so I may be looking in, into that. I know why add more stuff, but... I knew when I saw that why sign. Why not? <laughs> when I saw the sign that they have a farm drop, I was like, oh no, she's going to see the sign. Uh, we don't have a presence in that direction. I mean, it's... I don't have a delivery on Friday, and that's the day. 
kind of going so, towards Waterville, but and then it's not. It's like Unity. I don't know if I pass that through that general area when I drive from Waterville to uh, was it Belfast or yeah, Waterville to Belfast. I drive through that general area. Yeah. So. But it, we don't go specifically there ever. But it's we might if we find more time. We'll look into it. Yeah, but it get because the cider's good. We each bought a growler, brought it home. Yeah. But the problem is, you get so it's it's a double whammy because on the one hand we've got our place set up the way we like it, and we've got the drinks we like, and our dogs are here, and this is comfortable for us. We like it here, and we don't really want to leave. And then on the other side of that, we're so tired by the end of the week that we just we really want a day when we don't have to go anywhere or do anything. That's um, why he's, when he suggested Sunday, I was like, I'm not going anywhere on Sunday because even though I had to uh, finish an order this morning and then do farm chores, I, just, I don't want to go anywhere or do anything besides that. Yeah, by the way, when we say I don't want to do anything... We're, we're still doing stuff. We're still, yeah, because we're still... <laughs> Cleaning up after the animals and stuff. When you have animals, there is a... There's there always... To every do. single day, there is stuff to do. And there's you can't skip a day. In most cases, there, sometimes in the winter, you know, they'll be in there. We clean our, our bedding every single day. Some people let it go for a little longer. Either way, you're going to have chores every single day with those animals. Yeah. And if you leave for pleasure, it's like... What if something happened and then you have guilt? Just well, she has guilt. I'm like me. I'm more along the lines of no, we got everything set up and we're careful with how we do things and everything's safe. It's fine. We just gave them a bunch of fresh cold water before we left. Everybody, ducks, everybody. So we we got it. we we were all good. But it, it's the end of the day and you're like I just want to sit down. Yeah. And then so I drove there just a half hour and I was like ugh. And I'd already driven on Saturday morning. I drive to Belfast and deliver some stuff for her. And then I come back and I'm kind of like, I don't want to drive anymore. I'm not like Kara. I'm, I'm not like, I don't have anxiety when I drive. But I do, I, I no longer think of driving as a fun thing I'd like to do. <laughs> I, I used to enjoy road trips and stuff. Now I'm kind of like, I'd rather hang out on my farm and just not go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. But on the bright side, we actually have a topic this week. We do. I don't. I wouldn't call it the bright side because this isn't a topic I'd like to discuss. But it is what it is. We're going to talk about escrow, and we'll get into the reasons in a second. But well, it's more in general another real estate episode. But specifically, escrow and mortgages and what is it exactly? So. Yeah, because you, if you get a farm, we're going to do a little more focusing on this because we keep talking about how we're going to have more real estate episodes, but we're going to do more structured stuff uh, in the upcoming months because buying the property is extremely important. Yeah. And there are so many pieces to it. And... So much of it you find out after you've already bought the house. And most of the people that you would seek advice from have some kind of profit-driven motive where they want to sell you something or or whatever. And, and we're not in that position. We actually want to tell you this is what could happen. Be careful about this. And escrow is something I never even knew about really until we actually – got our first house uh, it's still a conundrum because no one really wants to discuss it with you unless yeah. you do your own research real estate agents are useless i'm just telling you right now if you ha your lender is not going to tell you anything they don't care about you if you have a lawyer you have to pay for his knowledge and do you have money for that probably not so you got to do your own research but how are you supposed to know? How are you supposed to know? This is the kind of thing where if, if we lived in a better society, have you ever seen, I don't know if they still do it, but there were signs around sometimes around schools or community colleges or whatever where they'd have adult education where they would just have 
classes on obscure things that grown-ups want to know about. And well, they still I, have, like, continuing ed, I think they call that's it That's what now. it is? Okay. Yeah, yeah. But it's, like, random stuff, like Reiki or Potter. I, I mean, sure, that's fun and fine, but what about useful stuff? Yeah, I would have I would have like personal finance classes. Like balancing a checkbook. No one teaches you that. Your parents maybe could have, but mm, do you yeah, listen to your parents? No. I mean You Okay, this is you were calling me old. Everyone still uses a checkbook. You kinda have to, especially if you own a business, you have to have a checkbook. That's true. But who balances it? No one does that anymore. You go online and look at your statement. The whole thing of balancing a checkbook is you would have a paper record of what you've done, and you'd compare it to the paper record of what the bank has done later. It's, it's Right, but you got to remember as, what you spent and hope that you didn't overspend your checks. Yeah, I guess you could use a checkbook balance to remind yourself that those checks are still pending. I mean, it, I mean we're in Maine, so if you write a check, for another Mainer, it's going to take them several weeks to cash it. Yeah, and we used to make, we used to make like fun of that. That's why I paying cash for everything if I can. So it's like... Uh. We used to trash Mainers for that. We're like, oh, it takes them forever. And then we got a farm and we're like, oh my God, we have to, we have to remember to put that check in. It's just like... And nowadays yeah. you could do it with your camera on your phone and we still... Well, no, I'm... I'm You're better about that than I am. Well, I have to be because I need the money to buy the things. So... Yeah, but... Okay, so the weak link is definitely me in that department <laughs> because I'll... Yes. I'll put the check in the glove box when I collect it so that I can run errands and there's not a check laying on the seat of the car. And then I'll come back in the house and I'll forget to go to bring the check in. So I have to go get the check for her at some point. And so and I have been late delivering checks to her that are in our possession in the car or whatever. But so, then I'm like, oh, I have to remind him. And then I have to mark that they paid the invoice through. We use Square, which is a godsend for small business, I got to say. It's, yeah. The website is Square Up, but everybody calls it Square. Yeah. And if you go on the internet, you will immediately get hits for Square Space, which is different. It's different. Yeah. You want yeah, Square Up. It's very easy to use, and all right, we're getting off topic. Though. We yeah. can discuss Square different. That's another episode, probably. Yeah. But let's get back to escrow because I, I, this is going to help you, even if you don't start a farm, even if you if you ever intend to be a homeowner, or if you're already a homeowner. Lucky for you, Kara used to be a paralegal, and the primary thing she did was real estate law as a paralegal. The most boring part of the legal business, besides bankruptcy, bankruptcy and real estate. Boring, boring. But you learn a lot, so... This is why when we were trying to sell our, our first house and we got frustrated with the real estate agents, we've discussed this in another real estate episode, Kara got angry and she's like, how hard can it be? I'm just going to become a real estate agent and do it myself. And she did. Yeah. And and at one point she thought she'd do that as a career. And then she asked me, what if I don't want to do this as a career? I said, how much do you pay for a real estate agent when you sell a house? The money we've put in, the time we've put in, if you do this one time and sell our house once and never touch it again, you've still saved us thousands of dollars. So, so that's kind of what she did. She represented us as our real estate agent once, saved us a bunch of money. And since then she's just kind of known more than most people about this stuff. So yeah. so I'm going to be interviewing Kara this time. <laughs> so I'll try to do the best I can. I'm suffering from allergies, so don't mind my sniffles and whatnot. Yeah, Kara is allergic to the outside. And this... It's some of the inside. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the past week and a half has been torturous for whatever reason. I don't know why this specific time maybe something is in bloom that i'm really allergic to i don't even know anymore the weather keeps changing back and forth there's it, that too so she she's experiencing multiple climates in the same week it's yeah. tough 
Yeah, my eyes, I just want to tear them out, and then my nose won't stop, so. So pardon, pardon the sniffles as yes. we go. I am not sick, it's just allergies. Okay, so let's, let's get started. What is escrow? Escrow for, I mean, there's different types of escrow, but for home mortgages, it is funds that are kept by a third party, usually your lender, but then your lender will sell your mortgage to another third party, if you will, a fourth party. I don't know. What that they happened call it. to us. Yeah, it happens yeah. all the time because the bank, your original bank that you get the loan from, does not want to keep your mortgage. It doesn't do anything for them, so they'll sell it to another party that will take care of all the things. That has not happened to us on this house. It has. Really? I believe so. TD Bank is still in our, doing our mortgage. I think they sold it to someone now. I don't know. There's a There might be a third party managing something, but when I yeah. call about the mortgage, it's still TD Bank. Okay. So but, our, but we did have a house was it uh, Rhode Island? I don't or, remember. It was either the Bath House or the Rhode Island House. They sold it to Wells Fargo. Kara had a different name I for them. I can't swear on this. I don't normally swear either, but Wells she, Fargo is a terrible, terrible entity. She she used to call them <laughs> Wells F-word O. <laughs> it's not technically a swear word, but we're not going to say it online here. So. Oh, it's, it's a swear word. It's an F-bomb. No, there's an O at the end. <laughs> that <laughs> it makes it okay. It, it doesn't count. <laughs> but no, we haven't been sold to another bank, but there are there could be a... We're actually... When I called about our escrow, it is the TD Bank uh, loan servicing customer service. So we're still with TD Bank in that, in that way. But it has happened to us before, and who knows? It could happen to us again. There's yeah. nothing stopping them. Nothing. So... The escrow, they hold money to pay uh, miscellaneous fees like your house insurance, property taxes, your um, private mortgage insurance, which you have to have if you don't put down enough down payment. It's to protect the, basically to protect the mortgage lender so it's an additional fee, basically, for you. But which, doesn't that is that the one that falls away when you get that, to a certain amount? Yeah, if you it falls away once you get, I believe, twenty percent equity in the house. So it'll fall away. But in the beginning, it's an additional fee that you have to pay. So of course, it'd be a lot easier if you didn't have to. But whatever, they're not gonna. Yeah, they're not gonna help us with that. No. And it, it winds up in your mortgage payment. Yeah, so they calculate it for the year and they add it to the initial mortgage payment. And then that ends up being your payment monthly for your mortgage, basically. So that's what an escrow is. And if you ever have, like, we pay a little bit extra every month, like every year as your taxes go up, your payment goes up a little bit. And it could be something like 13 bucks. We had a, a, a year where, not a year, where, it was right after February, which is when ours comes around, where I underpaid the mortgage by like 13 bucks because our payment had gone up slightly. And they sent us a nasty gram about it and I called the bank, I was like, what's going on? And we, we all worked it out and it was fine. And since then I've overpaid the mortgage by a few bucks every year just in case I goof again and it goes up by a few bucks and and I, I check it periodically to make sure but but anything you overpay unless you tell them otherwise overpayments go towards the principal of your mortgage but yeah. you can call them and say I want you to take this and put it towards the escrow yeah they won't do it automatically and you kind of it's hard to explain unless you own a house because you just think Oh, I just pay my mortgage. It's basically paying rent every month. So you pay your rent every month and nothing changes unless the landlord tells you, oh, I'm raising your rent and they'll give you a month. 
And you're like, oh crap, well I can't afford that anymore, can I? Well, how, why are you raising, nothing's changed. Nothing has changed, so why are you raising it so much? And then, yeah. The so reason, The reason we bring this up is that normally, as your taxes are assessed and your house gets increased in value, your payment, your mortgage payment might go up a smidge because of a slight change in taxes. But we had... Well, here's here's the, the difference, though. So there's several points of why your property tax might get raised. One is you increase the value of our property. We have not done that because we can't afford to do that. So that is not the reason why our property tax has gone up. The reason why our property tax has gone up, which is the other reason, is because the houses around us that have sold have sold well above what they should have sold for. So yeah. the town now thinks well, now you're living in a much-to-do area, so we're going to raise the taxes because we can, which is BS, really, because these houses should not have sold for that much, but this is the time we're living in. Yeah. And which is sad because who can afford... I mean, point in case, I know we discussed it before, the house across the street, which is less than a 1,000 square feet, like 1.75 acres, if even, um, sold for, what was it, 265 No. Something like that. It was insane. It was more than we paid for this house, which is 7 acres and 2,000 square feet. So because that whole house sold that high, and there was another house down the street, which... If you saw the pictures, you'd be like, I'm not going to pay for that. Uh, sold higher than it should have. Although it did come down like $400,000. But still, <laughs> it shouldn't have sold for that much. But it did. So now our property tax has gone up because of those houses on our street. So because of that, our property tax went up, which means our escrow didn't oh and so there are two points of being so our escrow was estimated when we bought the house for the insurance at the time was just regular house insurance and then the property tax which we had and we were paying extra but it still apparently was not enough so because when, it went to the principal it did not go to the escrow so the extra we paid did not affect the escrow. So stupid. I mean... You want that in most situations, but but now I'm tempted to say put it in escrow. <laughs> yeah, you want the money in the escrow because here's what happened to us. We got a letter. Luckily, I opened the letter because normally it, we don't open stuff for a long time and then it gets neglected, which is terrible, I know, but most of it's junk mail, let's be honest. Who sends letters anymore? Why can't you just email? Yeah, open your <laughs> snail mail. Yes. A lot of corporations will send you a notification by snail mail, and if you ignore it or think it's garbage and throw it away, and you check your online stuff, they <laughs> sent you a notice by snail mail. This is also how people get purged from voting rolls. They send you a... A, a, hey, do you still live here by snail mail? And it, mm -hmm. they make it look like a junk. So people throw it away and then they end up tossing off the voting rules. So the bank sent us something saying, oh, your escrow is depleted and you have to pay, I don't even know how much. They it was over $5,000. So they wanted long. to raise our mortgage. Right now we pay $1,400 each month, which is affordable. For us, they want to raise it to 1900 and change, which is not affordable for yeah. us. It's going from <clears throat> 1300 over over 1350 I forget the exact number, but we pay 1400 And, yeah, now it's 1900 and stuff. And that's, that Unmanageable. Is, that's for 12 months. And after 12 months, it drops down to a standard of like 1500 and change. But the whole reason why we got this house specifically is because we could afford that mortgage. 
Yeah. So the problem being, one, we only got a month's notice, and if we had not opened that letter, we would have gotten no notice. Two, why didn't they tell us way beforehand? I mean, it just it just doesn't make sense. I can actually help with that because uh, Kara doesn't like to use the phone. Mm-hmm. So she has me do the phone calls. And sometimes this is kind of a mixed bag because I don't know as much about this stuff as she does. But I like people and I can talk <laughs> on the phone to people. So the person without the pro- without the professional skill ends up talking to the people about the situation yeah. <laughs> and then I have to report back to Kara and she's like why didn't you say this I was like, ah, because this is not my skill set but I, I had to call the the loan service people and I found out that we had changed our insurance which we had to do for the farm so that's another thing we'll get into we'll get, next because yeah we're gonna talk about insurance in a moment but the new insurance is more expensive. The old insurance canceled. And when they cancel the old insurance, you pay for the year. So they refund you for the part of the year you're not going to use. You might receive a check. And there's so much going on. We don't remember if we got a check or not. I really don't remember, to be honest. But that check should have been... Another you know, reason why you should learn to balance a checkbook. You can right. write all this down. So if you change your homeowner's insurance in the middle of the year... If you get a check from the old insurance company, you should call your loan servicer, your loan people, and in our case, it would be TD Bank, and you should say, I got this refund from this insurance company. I want to take this check, and I want to put it into escrow. So you deposit the check in your bank account, and you pay the escrow that amount. Now, this is really important because I found out they only assess your mortgage once a year. They don't care about you personally. They're not concerned with you personally. They only check you out once a year. So if something goes, if there's shenanigans during the year, they don't worry about it until they do the assessment. And if something's short, they just tell you you're short. You got to pay this. So it's it's unfortunately up to you to stay on top of this. So if you, if you change your insurance and you get a refund from the old insurance company, you must put that amount in escrow. Don't spend it. Don't. No matter how many emergencies you've got, don't spend it. Put it in your bank account. And give it to the the loan people, because there's a there's a large amount of money in your escrow that's going to pay not only your property taxes but your insurance. So we, I, I can only imagine that we got that back and we did just didn't know that we had to put that in escrow. I mean, how would you know? Nobody tells you. You go to escrow school. No one right. told you. Unless so, you're a, a mortgage lender, no one's going to tell you this crap. Our insurance company did not say, hey, by the way. Yeah, no. You should put this in escrow. So we're telling you when you get that refund. <laughs> put it in escrow. Put it in escrow. We thought, okay, we're not going to use your services for the rest of the year. I know what happened. I don't remember it. She doesn't remember it. But I know what happened. We're, we we canceled that we thought we got the money back for that part of the year we just probably put it against other bills but the 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 escrow wound up not only depleted because that money didn't go back in but it's also depleted because the new insurance is more expensive we we have to have i i forget what you had to have because we because the farm is going to have events and we're a nonprofit and other stuff, you you had to get different insurance. Yeah. So if you're a regular person with a regular house, you get a regular house insurance. It's standard. There are different types. You can talk to regular insurance people. Let's skip to that question. Yeah, we'll skip to that. What kind of let's just skip to that because we're talking questions down for him. Yeah, yeah. But that's the heart of this <laughs> <Yeah>. is <laughs> Before we get into that, I should tell people how to solve the problem. You call your loan servicer, and they'll give you magic words to use. You want to send them a letter with your loan number on it, your name, address, and it's going to say, I'm requesting to spread my escrow shortage out for 48 months. They're probably going to give you 36, but they might do 48. Go ahead and ask them for more, and they will spread that out. And... That that will take your payment down, and you're requesting to reassess your payment, and you got to do this before 
like find out what date the whole thing goes into effect. You got to call your loan servicer and ask them about this. And if they're cool, they'll tell you the magic words. I want to spread my escrow shortage out. And basically, I sent an email to them with a signed letter attached as a PDF. Typed it out, printed it out, signed it, scanned that because I'm a big nerd and I have a scanner. And then I emailed the PDF to the the loan people to, and I had the magic words in it. And then I called them the next, in the next day or so to say, did you receive it? Because they're going to give you an email that you can send it to. And they, I've got confirmation that they received it. It takes three to five business days for them to work it out. Because again, they don't care about you. They're office workers and you're just a case on their, in their pile of stuff to do. So this has been the past week. I know I've said bad things happen in threes, but scratch that because every week it's been yeah. another issue. So, so, But that's the way that you can get the, hopefully get the payment lowered, but it's still a problem. Well, we don't know. We're waiting to, so we're basically living on edge right now. Can we afford our mortgage come September? We don't know. We this don't is, know. This <laughs> has changed. With Kara's new business model, she's making more money. And but we had all these plans of stuff we were going to do. It's and all we actually, to halt. We actually went into a little bit of debt because a little extra debt that we had paid off. Like we used credit cards a little bit for emergencies because we thought Kara would be able to pay that off by the end of summer. And now all that's gone. And all of Kara's money is going to go towards this escrow problem. And we're just going to have to suffer through higher cost of living for a while. And... Yeah. We can't. I mean, if they say we can't do that and have to pay this almost two thousand dollars a month, I really do not know what we're gonna do. To be honest, we'll we'll make it. We'll have to cut other stuff. We'll, we can survive. But Very I'm the optimistic person in the relationship. He is, but we have animals. We have a farm. We have a we business, do. and it's a lot. There's a lot going on. And, and it's just... So it's, you, you got to be aware that this stuff could hit you out of nowhere. you got to keep track of your escrow. So let's go into more details about what could go into your escrow. What kind of different types of house insurance are there? And, and tell me about farm insurance while you're at it. All right. So when you buy a house, or even if you rent, if you're a renter, I... 100% suggest renter's insurance. I know a lot of people are like, I don't want to pay extra money. But let me tell you, your landlord's not going to pay for anything that goes missing if someone burglarizes your apartment or if you have a fire or a flood. Like if a pipe bursts and you lose everything, you want renter's insurance because your landlord is not going to pay for it. That also means you have to do an inventory of all your stuff that you care about and yeah. document a value for it. But it's worth it because if, God forbid, something like that happens, then you're covered. We both know people who've had <laughs> to do claims on renter's insurance. And house insurance. I say renter's insurance first because I know most people have to rent. And we were in that boat too, so... But if you buy a house, you will you are obligated to get homer homeowners insurance. And you can pick whatever there's so many insurance companies in the US, so we went with State Farm in the beginning. They're really great. They helped us out. They're local company. I know there's like it's not local, but there's local agents, so you're not dealing with someone overseas telling you and we met our agent so it was nice so that was good we're we still have car insurance with state farm but once you hit a farmland if you get a farm have animals have buildings you need farm insurance and if you have people coming to your farm you need farm insurance which is more of a to-do because they gotta assess all the buildings they gotta do that do you insure your animals um we also have the business so i have to have liability insurance for the business and so it becomes a huge to do and when we had the employee for the brief moment we had to have workers comp 
which is expensive as well. So if you can find an insurance company that can do all of the things, it makes it a lot easier. I mean, insurance companies are terrible to begin with, let's be honest, but they're a the, necessity in the U.S. So The gist of it is we, we didn't leave State Farm because they were bad somehow. We, we left them in yeah, the house they, thing because they just didn't do all the things we needed. They don't do farm insurance. I asked them first. They're like, we don't. I'm like, well, if you ever do, let us know because we'll go back. <laughs> yeah. Because they were very personable and cared and I owed them a phone call because we were supposed to discuss our car insurance. But anyway... So that's farm insurance, and if you own a, like I said a moment ago, if you have a business, you need business insurance, liability insurance, basically. So there's a lot of insurance going on. And the cost of that insurance annually, when I talk to the loan people, is like triple. It's 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 crazy. It's more expensive. So so here's what happens when you you get insurance that's more expensive, that changes your escrow number that you need at the end of the year. Because the whole idea is to get your mortgage payment squared away so that you pay that every month and you don't have to think about these bills. You don't, you don't, you don't pay your homeowner's insurance at the end of the year. You don't pay any of this stuff at the end of the year. It gets taken care of by the escrow. So the reason why there's an escrow, unless you're super rich and can just pay things off, um, the lender, your mortgage lender, will require you to have a an escrow to make sure those payments get paid. Otherwise, they will not give you a loan. Um, and it's probably, I, I haven't researched this, but I'm willing to bet that it's probably cheaper to not have an escrow and do everything yourself so that rich people avoid that fee. Well, yeah, if you can pay your property tax outright and pay your mortgage annually outright, sure, it's cheaper. So and rich people, it costs less money to be rich. Of course it does. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is the U.S. way, right? So I don't know how it is in other countries, but we get screwed, basically. Yeah, so, the, so if, if everything's in sync... Your mortgage payment kind of takes care of all the things. And you're probably thinking, well, you got the insurance. Why didn't you check? How? I mean. It's not something you think about. You it's not something. You, the problem is the insurance company does not tell you how much it's going to be, first off. We never got a, a final number. Maybe we did. But it's so... Like, how much is your original insurance compared to that insurance? We, If we had, maybe we need a bookkeeper. Obviously, we're yeah. looking for a CPA. It's a to-do here. It's but been an issue. For most but people, for regular people, <laughs> you're working so hard all the time. And you've got so many things happening all the time. Things and fall through the cracks. Maybe you've got kids. Maybe you've got, you've got a lot of, of things claiming your attention all the time. So... It's hard to check every box. It's hard to read everything. And again, rich people have other people who are paid to keep track of all of this stuff for them. So rich people are never tasked with keeping track of all this stuff by themselves on their own. So before you judge somebody, well, you should have kept track of that. Well, you know, do you have somebody working for you that does this stuff? Do you Are you doing this stuff? Do you keep track of everything? I mean, yeah, so it's, it's easy to miss. It's super hard. It's, so we didn't, we didn't even think. We didn't think that the farm insurance was that much more than our regular house insurance. Because I was, we were already paying the house insurance and the business insurance. So we thought it was just a little bit more to be honest yeah. we didn't think it would be that much more so when any time you touch the homeowners insurance in any way you should call the people who handle your escrow and talk to them and find out what's going on because it'll change your they they won't tell you until the annual assessment happens this is why people go in foreclosure yeah 
because the lender will not tell you anything until it's too late. And then what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You can't afford it. So imagine you, if you I mean, knew, <laughs> imagine if you knew about an emergency eight months in advance, <laughs> as opposed to one month in advance, right? You could plan for it. You could, you could plan for it. It just doesn't make sense. If somebody would just tell you, if you do this, it will change this and this and this. And and you might get a refund. You should definitely put that back in escrow. Because not enough people understand how escrow works, what it is. Because I, I mean, no one tells you. The real estate agent will not tell you. They don't know. They don't, they're don't. they clueless. None of, none of them <laughs> are inclined to proactively educate you. You're just a file on their computer. You're just a number. And eventually, once a year, they assess your property. The numbers add up to whatever they add up to. And then they do whatever they do. It's not in their, it's not in their minds to think, hey, this person on 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 this day in like I don't know February March, this person changed this stuff that's going to affect their escrow. We should talk to them about it because it's going to affect them next February. Although that should be a thing because I mean, what are they doing there? Yeah. So so there's. <laughs> You definitely want to send that letter. You, you want to stay on top of it. You want to read your snail mail. This might not affect you if you're a regular homeowner and you never change anything, if you never change your insurance, but it could. And if you're starting a farm, you're probably going to start with homeowner's insurance because you don't know any better. You, you don't know how this stuff works. You're well, trying to learn. Just to get into the house, you need yeah. some kind of insurance. Before you close on a house, you have to have insurance lined up. Right. So. And and then after you get the house, you're going to say, well, well, I've got all these extra things that Kara described. I need farm insurance. Unless you're buying a downright farm and knowing you're going to continue, then you probably don't know you'll need farm insurance in the future. So, yeah. it's And when, be advised, you, you may think from TV that if you get a lawyer – that that lawyer is your advocate and oh they care about you and they're going to tell you all <laughs> the things. And they're so, they're like having drinks with their friends at the pub and they're thinking, I'm really worried about this client that I've got that's doing this thing. Oh man, what am I going to do? And they, and they, they just, like the movies have, and the TV shows. Oh, God. <laughs> all the dogs. Dogs are drinking water, dogs are coughing. I'm not even going to cut this out. But, but the TV shows are like all these – they've convinced us that all these lawyers care about us. Lawyers are the worst. They Sorry. don't care. I, I have family members who are lawyers. I love you, but they're I, the worst. I knew a guy that was – We had the worst real estate lawyer, and we kept yeah. using him because we didn't know anyone else. Right. And he was friends with our mortgage lender. So what are we supposed to do? I, I have – the best I ever heard about lawyers – and I'm sitting next to a paralegal, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you're gonna, in real time, we're gonna find out if I'm right. I had a friend who was an attorney, and he had me do his business cards because I was doing graphic design at the time. And he wanted a shark on his business card. He, <laughs> he wanted a graphic of a shark. And he told me once, he's like, there's two kinds of lawyers. Either you're one of these altruistic people that wants to change the world and you want to make society better and all that stuff. And the other kind is you just want to get people. Like <laughs> You just want to get somebody. Mm. And keep in mind, the guy that I'm talking to is... He's a is, personal injury lawyer. Why? Well, I, I don't remember what kind of law he did. Oh, but probably Or a criminal. But oh, he's the guy that asked injury. me to put a shark on his business card. Yeah. So I'm saying personal injury. <laughs> I never asked him what kind of law because I didn't, I didn't. Well, there's a third kind. There's the ones who graduated from law school and don't know what else to do and just want to make money. So yeah. they go into real estate. I, I, there's also people that <laughs> they have massive student loans. And if you become a corporate lawyer and kind of sell your soul to corporate America for a few years, you can pay off your student loans. Yeah. So there's that kind of stuff. So they're kind of like mercenaries. I thought about law school, but 
I don't do well on standardized tests and why would I want to be a lawyer? So Yeah, it, it's kind of funny that, that she came up with a third option because <laughs> I just turned 50 <laughs> and the, the story I just told you is from 25 years ago. Oy. That's like a <laughs> quarter of a century ago. Have lawyers really changed in 25 years? No. Mostly it's the same lawyers. They're just older. Yeah, because they can't quit because they need to pay off their student loans. <laughs> yeah. so. Law school is expensive. <laughs> but back to the back to the task, we're trying to tell people at escrow. Yes. So so we're trying it's, to combine our skills. It's a problem. And also I'm I'm trying to call these people first thing in the morning when their day hasn't really gotten going. And she's still working in the kitchen at that time. So she can't even stand next to me and like jab me in the ribs and tell me what to say. So it, it's it's a problem. Yeah. But she but in this case, for you And I have anxiety if he brings a phone with me and starts talking because I'll talk over and be like, You need to ask this right? and then he gets angry at me and I'm like don't bring the phone around me. Don't do Because this. the other person just hears a bunch of noise and they don't know what we're saying. <laughs> Yeah, it's frustrating. So so we need to, we all right. The takeaway from this is we need to work on a system we, we where <laughs> you like poke me in the ribs and whisper in my ear, or just write down stuff, or write down stuff, but, which I've been better about, but still yeah. needs work. But we got some stuff written down right now. Yeah, and so I'm gonna go through a couple more questions. Are we done with the different kind kinds of insurance, like farm That's insurance? Really? And, yeah. I mean, there's really. I mean, if you live near a body of water. You'll oh, yeah. need flood insurance, which is another to-do. Even, there was one house we looked at in Connecticut. It was by, it wasn't even by a body of water, but it got so flooded during dif different times, it needed flood insurance. And we're like, oh, I'm going to be no on that one. So The entire state of Connecticut <laughs> floods. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> you can have part of your property that's... Unusable part but of the now, year. But now, because of these rains we've had, Maine has been pretty bad, too. And yeah. Vermont. Forget about it. So sorry, Vermont. So, yeah. It's it's a problem. And flood insurance adds more money. So if you want a waterfront property, you'll have to pay more. And on top of what already you're already paying more for for this waterfront. So Farmer's insurance. I think it's farmer's insurance. I believe is not the insurance company but the actual no 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 i oh. mean the company oh the company okay. has abandoned florida oh really <laughs> there are there are insurance companies that are abandoning florida <laughs> because climate change is causing more dramatic like heavier more intense weather systems mm, geez. and it's it's the kind of thing where you can't you can't say this particular storm happened because of climate change and then people say well see climate change isn't real and but once half of a town gets blown up every single year by a storm that's only supposed to happen every 200 years but it happens every single year the insurance companies eventually say you know what we're not covering this anymore so florida is homeowners insurance in florida is really hard right now insurance companies are bailing i'm sure each state is different, obviously. We're talking about Maine, New England area. I'm yeah, sure Maine, you're probably okay. If you go to California, you need like earthquake insurance. Yep. And yep. I'm sure there's all different kinds that we're not so, discussing because we don't know enough about it. So you got to look into your own state and see. Right. We live in Maine. Or country. So I don't even know if you need insurance in a different country, to be honest. We, we live in Maine in the United States. So wherever you're listening... It's very important that you check up on the stuff you need in your state. It's going to be different. Yeah. In the United States alone, we have a bunch of different kinds of climate. We have deserts. We have forests. We have all kinds of stuff in the United States. And there's all kinds of different insurance for that. The kind of the people in Florida and people in Maine have totally different concerns. Yeah. The reason I brought up Florida is because insurance companies are concerned with risk and which the, is crazy because that is their job. Right, but but their they're insurance gonna, to cover you with things that happen. 
Well, their their actual job is to collect premiums from you. Well, yeah, and but when something happens, <laughs> they do their best to not, not pay. pay. Yeah. That's the, <laughs> the that's the the way insurance works in the real world. So, it it if you have an entire state where everyone has had a catastrophic event that is definitely covered by insurance. There's, there's another kind of, um, oh man, I forgot the name. It ran away. There's another kind of insurance, like reinsurance, I think, for insurance companies. There's insurance companies that insure other insurance companies. And those companies are refusing. The entire state of Florida is going to get blown up by a, a, a more gigantic hurricane far more often and our profits are going to suffer. We're not going to make any money, so we're not going to cover that. Look it up on the internet. It, it's a That's whole insane. thing. So we happen to be in Maine. We're way north. When it gets hot, it's not as hot. Other, lately. But. Well, no, no, no. It's hot for us. <laughs> but in Arizona, it, it, in, in Arizona, there's cases already of people, if you trip and fall down on the sidewalk, the part of your skin that touches the sidewalk, you can get serious burns Jeez. that require hospitalization. And of course, in the United States, hospitalization means financial ruin. So how many people are reporting their burns? It, it, it's it's really, really bad. So we, we're kind of lucky to be in Maine that we're just having everything disrupted. But there's like, there's people dying in desert states like Arizona from all this. It's bad. Definitely not moving to Santa Fe. Yeah, we're. And opening a restaurant. I know. That joke is because there's <laughs> there's two musicals we love, like Rent and Newsies, that Man. both have songs about Santa Fe. And New Mexico, not Arizona, but still. Yeah, New Mexico, but close enough. But we're kind of like we we almost want to go visit Santa Fe because, like, <laughs> dude, songs are written about you. What is going on in Santa Fe? Yeah. But we're, we're not going to go to Santa Fe or anywhere else. We have a hard time driving 30 minutes away to a cidery. So. We can't even afford down there. I've looked at houses. We can't afford it. Yeah. And so so think about desert, so. what you're doing when you go to move to some place. Think about the – and if you're going there for a job, if somebody offers you a bunch of money for a job. Look at how much rent or housing is because – And think, look at other jobs. What if you get there and it's terrible and they, they lay you off because they're owned by a private equity firm and it's being run to the ground and then they're going to lay everybody off? You, you're, I mean, is your job solid? Can oh, you, back to housing though. You know, so you're going to have to pay your mortgage. Yeah. So think about that when you're moving. But let's get back to my, let's, be, let's get back to my questions that Kara has written down for me <laughs> because there's a couple I haven't done yet. And there's one that we haven't touched on we did those and that, so there's just... what. All right. What type of loans are there? So... As if it's my words. As if it's your words. <laughs> <laughs> to touch on this briefly, um, if you're going to buy a house, there's a couple of different loans that you could get. The conventional loan, which is, as it states, it's conventional. You put down a down payment. It's pretty standard. It's what most people do. It's the easiest. And so there's that one. And then there's your government loans, which includes the FHA, which if you don't have good credit or and or you can't afford a decent down payment, then you go for your FHA, which isn't a bad thing. People look at it as bad, but unless you're a seller who gets an FHA loan offer, it could cause issues with your closing. We had that happen with our Pawtucket house, and we didn't know any better because the real estate agent was an idiot and wouldn't tell us anything, and he didn't know, obviously. He didn't do any work. So FHA loan 
requires a bit more than a conventional loan. You can't close unless the house, there's standards for an FHA loan for the house. It has to pass all these government standards, like, as of railings, railings for the stairs have to be a certain amount apart. There's specifications which could cause issues with closing if you get an offer. If you're the seller for an <clears throat> FHA loan, which would have been nice to know had our real estate agent been worth anything. So, like for for example, we're selling a house. The real estate agent finds out that the seller has, so the buyer has an FHA loan. The seller, the, the our real estate agent should tell us they have an FHA loan that could cause those have these requirements. Does your house meet these requirements? And we could talk about it. Instead, it was like we were almost we'd already scheduled the closing, and that guy told us all of a sudden that we needed a railing. We needed a railing going down to the basement or else it couldn't close. So we had the conventional loan, the FHA loan, and then there's so there's also two others. You can get a fixed uh, mortgage rate or an adjustable mortgage rate. And do not ever get the adjustable mortgage rate. My stepdad, I, he's really my dad. Uh, had that on one of his old houses, and my mom beats beats her head every time she talks about it, because the rates might be great when you close, but they go up. They can go up fifteen percent. I mean, I don't know what the rates are now. For but those of you who remember the two thousand eight <laughs> financial crisis, it was a bunch of people trying to buy a house and. If you listen to cable news, they'd say, well, these people shouldn't have bought a house they couldn't afford. But in reality, they trusted the financial people to know what they were saying, but the financial people don't have any requirement to work in your best interest, so they just lied to you. And they say, you could totally get in this house, the interest rates are really low, and they go, okay, cool. And they're thinking of the next 30 years of their life paying this amount. And then two years after getting the house, the amount, like, it's based upon the rates offered to banks, it's based upon other variables, it can go up or down at any time. And so they'll, they'll sell it to you when it's low and one year after it can go high. It and can go double. It can go double, it can do anything. Can, it's and the millions of people, like so many people in the 2008 crisis lost their homes and they were not bailed out. The banks were bailed out, but People were not bailed out. People just had to lose their homes. And it's because of variable rate mortgages. Never, ever, ever. It's yeah. a scam. No matter like, what your real estate agent tells you, no matter what your lender tells you, they're like, oh, the rates are kind of high right now, but they might go low. Maybe you want an adjustable mortgage rate. Just say no. <laughs> <laughs> just remember that these people don't work for you. They work for the banks, for the lenders, for and stuff like that. They don't. They make their money when the loan happens. So you got to be careful with what you do. You have to pay attention. You have to make sure it's a fixed rate because the variable rate people might be a little lower than you this year, but next year they could go up and you'll be the same. Yeah. And if, I mean, rates are ridiculous, right? I should look it up. We got our mortgage rate really low, and that is another reason why we could afford this house. It's so I wish we could give you advice on how to do it, but it was historical timing. It, it was an accident of timing. COVID. I mean, a 30 year rate right now on average is 7.8. Right. That's and, crazy. and we got like two something. Yeah. So, so yeah, we were right. We were during COVID, but just before everything exploded. And to give you a sense of how bad it is, I don't know where I put my phone at this point. Oh, there it is. We uh, were looking at a house in Massachusetts. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> because it was close to... We're going to do another real estate episode. We're going to talk about this stuff. There's but so many. Without getting into it, I looked up our offer on that house that we wound up refusing because the inspection went badly. We, so We were offering 270 for that house. I know it's tempting, but we don't want to go into detail yet. I know, I we'll know. do another episode. Sorry. 
and it wasn't worth it. We did the inspection and we're like, no, we're not doing this. And we backed out. Now it's on the market for 399000 That's how much prices have gone up. And they didn't change anything. It's the same house. There, we, we got our mortgage just before BlackRock and everybody started buying up single-family homes. We've talked about this before as well. But, but we, we were lucky. We were so lucky in our timing. If you're doing it now, you've got to protect yourself. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt no matter which way you go. But don't let, anybody, don't let anybody lie to you about a variable rate mortgage. It has to be fixed. Yeah. Even if it's bad and it's fixed. You can refinance later when the the rates are lower. That's the better option for you. It might cost a little bit. Refinancing is probably $500 for attorney fees and whatnot. But it's the better way to go. But yeah. anyway. Lesson learned. Uh, you need to be up to date with all your escrow information you need to know exactly how much is in there you need to know how much is going out monthly you can't just wait for that letter because it'll be snail mail and what if you accidentally toss it and not read it after you buy a home i would suggest once in a while just calling the escrow people and establishing like once you get a pattern down you're fine but if anything changes like find out when but you're... even if don't get in, no don't even say a pattern because you never know you never know you're right you're right especially with um houses selling more expensive these days your property tax will go up and oh, you yeah. don't know you don't know or what if you made an improvement on your house and suddenly they're like oh your house is worth so much more so your property tax goes up so, Every once in a while, yeah. the government will do an assessment of your home yeah. to, to figure that out. You need to be on top of that. And apparently, you don't get uh, notice, enough notice. So you need to take it upon yourself on top of every single other thing that you need to do in life. So, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're not your advocates. No. No one that's cares the, about you. That's the most important thing to, to know about any financial person, anyone in the financial industry in general. They are not thinking of your best interest. Either they're doing things to increase their own personal profit or they are doing things to check all the boxes and move your file into the done pile so that they don't have to think about you anymore. Well, if you're a lender or something, you're just doing paperwork. You're not even concerned about the person who is connected with that paperwork. You don't care. Right. You don't know. You if don't the loan know that goes person. through, you're good. So, and I'm not. I'm not trashing these people. I'm just. They're just doing a job. They're just doing a job. And but there's a feeling when you're buying a house that they care. That they care because they because it's so important to you because you're buying a house and you don't. It's a huge. Commitment, huge purchase. You so don't do that every day, me. right? You don't buy a house every day. Yeah. They deal with mortgages every day. Tons of people. So, yeah. So, just, you got to keep track of your escrow. <laughs> and now we're going to be doing that. Now I'm good. Now she's going to be telling me, hey, call those people. <laughs> I would say quarterly. <laughs> quarterly seems reasonable. Every four months. Yeah. Like when I pay. My, uh, your taxes, my your, taxes for, for the business, business. will call the escrow company and be like, what's the deal? Yo? What's the status? How are we doing? <laughs> yeah. And, and cause basically the goal is to avoid surprises. Surprises are bad. Surprises are how people get foreclosed. And how, I mean, so, what, we'll, we'll have to update you on what happens with us. Cause we don't know. The, the, the personal thing with us is. I can see ways that we can get through the year and I can figure it out. We, we both, we look, we both had to survive when things happened. We've both been under the gun. We've both, we, we've both spent large portions of our adult life terrified of the first of the month or whatever the bills come to. So the, the difference between the two of us is Kara has also been a paralegal with real estate law. And she's personally watched a bunch of people get foreclosed on. Yeah. 
So she is, and, and she's also naturally very pessimistic. So yeah. she is like, everything is going to burn down. Everything is going to explode. <laughs> it is because we have, Finia has to have a surgery this week. I mean, a lot of things happen on a farm. you got to prepare and it, we won't, if we have to pay this $2,000 a month, there is no extra money. There is nothing. And we're still trying to get nonprofit. We got a file. It's a $400 fee just to file with the IRS. And it's it's a lot. But so, I'm, I thought I I'm could, more optimistic. I thought I could back up a little on my bakery stuff because my hand kills me every day. But that is not the case. I got to work harder to get more money in because we need it. So that's that's the real crux of it is that like she has to quit. work harder or, or maintain this breakneck pace with a disability. Anyway, we should close. Yeah. So have a have a good whatever you're doing. Bye.